Hey, I'm Murph. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned in to Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And I'll tell you what, I am jazzed up for today's guest. They're an L.A.-based writer, actor, comedian. They've written for television shows including Rick and Morty, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and the upcoming Praise PD on Freeform. You've seen their acting chops and appearances on HBO, Netflix, and Apple TV+. Please welcome to the program, Alex Songshan. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Murph. Hot crap. Thanks Hot for crap. having me. Oh, my God. There's so many people in the studio. It is packed in the studio. Today. <laughs> as soon as I said Alex is going to be here, people were jam-packed. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. I was just saying off mic on the West Coast here. You're also on the West Coast, but we're not the same coast. Mm-hmm. It's a big coast. It's a long coast. People don't it's realize. It's a big coast. Not two different West Coasts. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we're, uh, so, so uh, I haven't seen you in a while, so it's great to, to, to be here. Anything, uh, what's going on uh, just in general? How you feeling uh, I'm good. Not too much going on. Uh, I adopted a dog. Uh, you yes. also, uh, I mean, you have bigger news than a dog. Baby, I, I guess yeah. it's not that recent. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. She's, uh, yeah, she was a, a bit bit of a bigger deal. We got the dog first. We did the whole thing. You know, we went through the, <laughs> oh, the nice, steps. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, so we got, we got dog and baby. Um, yeah, wow. I recommend both. What the hell? You know, you only live once. I'm liking the, the first step I've taken so far. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well that's exciting you know it's, it, it, there's nothing truly the uh you know the 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 emotional support creatures i mean this this dog like we always laugh because like diana will go around and just lay on the floor and hug her and be like emotionally support me and she's like all right, all right. Oh, so yeah that's we, really uh, nice yeah she's she's they're good at that they are for sure it's i think my dog um i think i'm more emotionally supporting him he has like trauma I guess, <laughs> reactivities. So it's a lot of just training and realizing, like, uh, uh, you know, supporting him through that. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, then that good for you. You know, we all need it. And then maybe, that, you know, down the line, you'll need some support. He'll be there for, for I definitely for need support. He's just not, the, yeah, he's not taking on that role just yet, but that's okay. <laughs> Takes time. I, I Hey, listen, I, I, I can relate to that. It took me a while to be a human being worth a damn to other human beings. So, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes time. Uh, well, listen, we got a jam-packed show. We got some fun shit to dive into here. Uh, and uh, so we'll get right into it here. We'll start things off um, with the substance report. This is the question. Do junkies' lives matter? Now, Alex, you know, the mainstream media's narrative on substance use has always been trash. Uh, so, you know, I, what I like to do is, is I, I take some topical drug-related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage. Uh, this here is, uh, this number that I pulled is a fun one. We're going to have a little, you know, it's not, it's not all heavy and, uh, you know, fentanyl overdoses and whatnot. Sometimes it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's some, uh, you know, some, something a little lighter. This one comes to us from E! News. So, you know, they're bringing it light, nice and light. Uh, the, uh, the headline here is Courtney Cox spills the royalty on Prince Harry allegedly doing mushrooms at her house. Courtney Cox shared her side of the story after Prince Harry wrote his memoir, Spare, which we had discussed here on the program. Uh, me and Diana did a deep dive into into little, little Harry there. Uh, uh, he saw mushroom chocolates in her fridge during a party because in his in this uh, tell all, uh, he kind of talks about 
his psychedelic experience is helping him through his mother, you know, the grieving of his mother and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so apparently this was in here, which I don't know why this is coming out now. This is like more, more recently. But uh, what Courtney Cox's reply to this was she said he did stay here for a couple of days, probably two or three. He's a really nice person. I haven't read the book. I do want to hear it because I've heard it's really entertaining. I do want to hear it. That, I do want to hear it. Say. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take an audio book. I'll just sit down and read this fucking guys. Uh, but yes, it's gotten back to me about it. I'm not saying there were mushrooms. I definitely wasn't passing them out. So I, uh, that's so she's saying I didn't give them to him direct. I mean, what a strange, you know, what a world. You know, while while the rest of us are really just struggling through it, the elites are just having <laughs> themselves a hell of a time. It sounds like. Wow, that I mean, it's wild that like yeah, just being an elite. Um, Harry has just stayed at Courtney Cox's house. Um, Who knew? I I haven't listened to Spare yet, but I did uh, <laughs> listen to another book that you've covered on the podcast. Uh, I think like yesterday or two days ago, I just finished listening to Matthew Perry's book. Ah, uh, yes, it's um, something, huh? It's something. But uh, anyways, back to the topic at <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I currently have a mushroom chocolate just sitting on top of um, my box of butter in my fridge. And Ooh. if a guest were to come over and <laughs> does it say that Prince Harry took it or he just saw them? No. he. So it says uh, so Harry's the thing it says afterward, he said. Oh, while the refrigerator door was open, this is the quote from the from the book. While the refrigerator door was open, we spotted a huge box of black diamond mushroom chocolates. He wrote, "Somebody he names uh, <laughs> he names them specifically. Yeah, they're labeled. Wow. Someone behind me said they were for everybody. Help yourself, boys." Afterward, Harry said he and a friend quote grabbed several, gobbled them, washed them down with tequila, and began hallucinating wow. about a trash can. Hallucinating about oh, well, this is in his word. Yeah, so this is the British. About he was a hallucinating trash can. about a trash can. Uh, is, it, is wow so that's yeah, not so, even that interesting of a story and like <laughs> no you're at Courtney uh, <laughs> Cox's house I'm assuming it's a, it's a little gathering I bet I bet that guest list is is pretty funky right. and you're sitting around a garbage can yeah from that headline about your from, the, <laughs> from the just like headline and then little like uh log line after is that what the like second little line is I called I think so log lines yeah I don't byline know, but maybe but I think the byline is who it's written by, but I'm not sure. You're right. Hey, listen, uh, two, two, two uh, journalists over here. We'll figure it I out. I don't know how articles work <laughs> at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like it was just about, like, Prince Harry saw mushroom chocolates in Courtney Cox's fridge and, like, like kind of ratted her out in his memoir. Yes, and potentially even just swiped them. He potentially or just, just wipe them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's help yourself with someone behind me. He's naming names. He'll name Courtney, but he won't name the someone, be- wow. the mystery voice over his shoulder who just said, help yourself, voice. boys. <laughs> I Well, so I, I will say that if uh, me currently having one uh, unwrapped piece of a mushroom chocolate in my fridge, if a guest <laughs> were to come over and take it, and then we never talked about it. And then that guest writes about it in his memoir. I guess I would want to come out and say something. <laughs> I th- no, <laughs> like I, a month you, or two after. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Courtney. I'm with Courtney on this one. It makes sense. <laughs> if, if you're going to be named in this, like, yeah, this really uh, salacious, you know, I, I guess it probably took a little while for this part to break because it was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot in the, in the, uh, in the book. People, people yeah. made their way through the, you know, the, 
the, the colonialism yeah. of the the royal family and the, and the <laughs> racism. All they made their way through those and him him fighting his brother, wrestling on the floor. Then they get uh-huh. to the mushrooms at Courtney's and they're uh-huh. like, "All right, it's and time." And there's also the the viral part of like where he talks about what is the oh he calls it his todger uh, oh, when he yes. gets frostbite on his todger on his todger he, he, yeah <laughs> yeah what was that what was he fucking mom? around with with getting that like yeah that's I don't I don't remember I didn't I didn't listen to the book as you do with books mm-hmm. I only like heard that viral clip. <laughs> Yeah, Courtney's um, very relatable here. I get it. I get just being like, I don't fucking know, man. There was a bunch of people there. Like, you, you stole mushrooms yeah. out of my, my fridge, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, probably people were texting her about, like, you're you're in Prince Harry's book. So Yes, that's a fun text. Um, <laughs> she's like, I don't have time to even listen yet, but just tell me. Give me the, give me the, give me the rundown. What is it? Give me the bullet yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, the, the cliff part with here? me in it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like this, you know, working through trauma and everything else. I kind of said this when we talked about the way he goes a little bit more into psychedelics. He had a hilarious interview with Anderson Cooper, who just gives everything like nine of, you know, nine notches, too much reverence, no matter what the hell it is he's talking about. Uh (laughs) But like, so that was funny to watch those two, but he was saying psychedelics with the trauma. And I'm like, all that is completely like, you know, I I, I get all of that. Uh, The set and setting though, I would just say, I don't know if that's like Courtney Cox's with mystery shit out of the fridge. Like I don't, that could be your roll of the dice. You know, they say set and setting. You're trying to get yourself in a, in a situation mm-hmm. with, you know, the, uh, uh, both a mindset and, you know, where, where your surroundings to be like, this is going to be a good time. Because it doesn't have to be. Even if you maybe take a little bit too much, you can still have yourself a time as long mm-hmm. as you're in that right headspace. But once you, like, take even a little detour, you, you can go. Yeah. You can spiral about a trash can pretty quickly. Yeah. It's also tricky with, like uh, uh, like, the company you're around. Like, I think... Who you're with when you do shrooms is is pretty important to having yeah. like a nice experience. I think smaller group, at least for me, smaller groups too, like or smaller massive, group. or like you know a million <laughs> people, so I could just float through and no one knows what the hell's going on. But this like middling, like oh, there's thirty people at a party. That's that doesn't oh, sound great to me. Thirty sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe like small gathering at her house, but like yeah, if it were if it were thirty-ish people, there's so many people you probably don't know that well. I know. I'm also filling in the blanks here, so I don't know if there was there. I'm picturing like you know who else would be. I'm picturing like Alex <laughs> Rodriguez is here for some reason. Okay. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Who says help yourself, uh, boys? Who says that? Is that like I? I know it's it's definitely not this person, but just because it was on my mind in my head, it's Matthew Perry standing by. Perry himself. Yeah. <laughs> Could you help yourself anymore to some mushrooms? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, boy. Yeah. That would be hilarious <laughs> okay. if that's why he didn't want. He's like, well, you know, I don't want to cross streams here with our memoirs. Let me just. Leave uh, him yeah. Yeah. I won't talk about it at all. OK. It's got to be someone else. Could it have been Anderson Cooper? Probably not. Um, but it could have been I, uh, Anderson Cooper's running mate there on New Year's Eve. What the hell happens? Andy oh, Cohen. Andy Cohen. What the hell happens? What the hell happens live? <laughs> Whatever that program is, yeah. So it could have been it could have been Andy. He's a little, you know, he's a little. He's got that glint in his eye. He might mm-hmm, he might start mm-hmm. some stir some shit in the mushroom yeah, yeah, yeah. fridge. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, look, Courtney. I'm glad that you you know your story was. The funny thing is, this makes it to E News and not much beyond. That's how it always is, though, right? Like the Harry's version of this story that that hits all the all mm-hmm. the all the uh, the trades. But Courtney, I guess just, it's also. Yeah, so like, where did she give this statement? I feel like the the write ups are so interesting nowadays. Of like, sometimes write ups are like, oh, this celebrity has their own podcast or appeared on a podcast, 
and it's like an hour long, but like for for like two sentences, they talked about this thing. That's right. Um, yeah. What? No sources. I don't see. I mean, I, I also the no copy and pasted, so they might I might have missed the e- okay. ease, ease source on this. It looks like um, it's a video. Does she talk about it in this like? She's like in front of like a UCLA. Oh God! There's a little step and step repeat. repeat. Somebody got yeah. her. Just yeah. I mean, she's maybe maybe somebody just Courtney Courtney talk about those shrooms. <laughs> shrooms. Yeah yeah yeah. Talk about it. Ah. And she wasn't prepared at all. She's just answering off the cuff. Answering right off. Yeah. Um. No, that's funny. I I don't know. You know, I, I'm I'm all for spreading fakey news as well. So I, I didn't check. <laughs> I didn't check a single other source on this. I'll just be I believe you. About I that. believe that this is true. Uh, yeah, I did see like uh Chris Pine this week. This is uh undrug related, but Chris Pine said what actually happened with the whole Harry Styles spitting on him the thing. Sp- now that was a and whole it, th- yeah. Yeah, but it was only this past week that it was like Chris Pine tells his side of the story. And I think it's just that he's doing press for other things that like, oh, he was finally asked about this or something. Because it does feel funny that like months later, we're still hearing about. I know. I'm like, this movie really did not do well. They're like still trying to get these people to do to just stir (laughs) it up. Like we need we need to get that uh, that that back up in the Google search a little bit because we got the. I was gonna say the DVD coming out, but there's no DVD. Oh, the, no, it's on it's on HBO Max. It's streaming. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a troubled production, from what I understand. But yeah, it seemed more just like everyone was like, oh, I don't want anything to do with this anymore, and it took forever, and now it's end the festival, so we got to come and just spit on each other, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's just like, oh, whenever the one of the other people involved is doing like a press tour. That might be when the next part of the story comes up. Yeah, I I love those like because eventually someone will be it'll be too long, but like they're just so mm-hmm. conditioned to just be like ah play the game play the game. But it's fun when they eventually are just like I'm not fucking talking about that anymore. Move on. Like, no, I'm, done. I'm not doing that. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please yeah, stop. Stop. With the and thing. then there's also the like oh like. Uh, uh, something no one ever asked about, but then like 20 years later, they're like, yes, we did jerk each other off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like funny, my, uh, my, to prepare for this role, I, I, I got, I just, yeah, years ago I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking somebody off. Yeah. That's a fun, uh, fun reveal <laughs> yeah. for an access Hollywood, especially. I, I hope it would be one of the, one of the, one of the fun, uh, uh, campy uh, outlets would be would be nicer and e-news. Um, well, you know what, Harry? Here's the deal. We got both sides of the story. We'll sort it out. We don't know what to believe, what not to believe. Uh, hopefully there's a follow-up that we can listen to uh, or maybe, you know, at some point just the grain will just put it, we'll, we'll somehow embed it. We don't even have to listen or read anything. It'll just be mm-hmm. in our minds. And and you'll tell us who this someone is, who the secret someone who told yeah, you to help yourself. Yeah, we got to know who the someone is. Um, well, we'll, uh, we'll slide on over, uh, into a, uh, another segment here, Alex. And, uh, I'm interested, very interested to talk to you about this one. Uh, this is, uh, the fog of drug war. War. It's fantastic. So, you know, like all wars, uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of, of confusion, uh, in the early stages uh, and that sometimes continues where you're like, what happened on the battlefield? There's friendly fire. There's, you know, uh, propaganda, misinformation. There's all this stuff. You never know what's going on out there on the battlefield. So the war on drugs going on for, uh, you know, over 50 years, over a trillion dollars. So that's a hell of a war uh, on people. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of weird shit that's happened in that time. So I like to kind of find stuff along the way here that's, you know, maybe it has like a different angle to it. Maybe it's just like mixed up between entertainment, media and drugs like you know, there's there's a lot here. So, so you know, I have a fellow comedian on here. I wanted to just say, let's let's talk about 
Uh, and I don't normally, you know, love to do this with other, you know, comedians kind of talk about their material or picking apart. But this in particular, just someone sent this to me when the special first came out. This was one of Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials uh, where he spoke about the opioid crisis. So somebody, you know, this particular bit here, I just want to give a listen to because it's uh, there's a lot to say about it. But let me just okay, uh, let me see. What you think here. Poor white people love and I mean, they fucking love heroin. These white folks look exactly like us during the crack epidemic. I even have insight into how the white community must have felt watching the black community go through the scourge of crack. Because I don't care either. Hang in there, whites. Just say no. What's so hard about that? All right, so... Now, the first time I heard this, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, this is like, you know, uh, feels like a classic kind of Chappelle, the, the first idea of this joke. So I just got a couple headlines here. The problem is it's not – there's a few problems with it. And mine right. is not just like making fun. I think on, on, as a cynical bit from a stand-up comic, you're like, okay, I get where you're going with this. But the mm-hmm. issue is I'm like, you just picked up on the fucking shit mainstream media narrative that, one, this was like a white, you know, working class, poor white problem. Uh, and to, that, and only that, and two, that like I get where you'd say to the media, like, oh, this is very much treated differently in some ways. That's certainly a, a, a truth to this mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like treatment. It's still you know nowhere near where it needs to be, and there's still obviously people. That's true for some people, and he's saying poor white people in here. So I'm like, yeah, there's sure. certain people who are uh, oh, Matthew Perry, not mentioning any names, but there's some people <laughs> who have plenty of access to all sorts of treatment and whatever kind of have as many chances, mm-hmm. no jail, all that stuff. So there's that, but then there's also just the fact that I'm like, Dave. Like, this is just, this, like, sucks now that you're just saying, like, what? Th- th- it's not just this problem. It's a divide and conquer, which a lot of his stuff has been. Used to be, I feel like, with right. him, more truth to, to power kind of stuff when he was younger. Uh, and right. now it's very divide and conquer, like, angry old rich dude, like, bitching about stuff. Like, it seems like. Yeah. It, it does feel like at a certain point when he's been, like, rich and famous for so long that, like, it's hard for him to still be the, on the frontier of like, uh, uh, you know, the envelope pushing stuff of 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 his early career. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not even to mention all the all, all the, tra- the trans yes. stuff. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we could yeah, we could go is- off for a while on this, but th- this specifically was at least you know I I kind of wanted to speak to because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with him just being like you know I feel old and out of touch. There's the there's the blocking of of, uh, you know, affordable housing being built in Ohio where he lives. I don't know if you've heard about that shit, but he's showing up to town hall meetings being like, yeah, I'll put. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking he's just like a rich old. He's rich and old, you know, so it's like he doesn't have any edge that he thinks he just keeps, you know, repeating the same like, oh, I'm going to just hit these hot button, you know, stuff for the the news that they love to eat up. Um, Yeah. And it does seem just so reductive uh, to now, like these three headlines that you've pulled up right after of like right it's not (laughs) literally the headline it's not just white people heroin overdoses have tripled among african-americans yeah it's like erasing and alex thank you for reading those for the listeners i constantly do that on the show no no you should i i I just put them up i didn't know if it was a later reveal or something yeah no no sorry i fucked that up thank you so much for picking up the slack yeah i'm talking about these goddamn headlines like i always do that uh uh, so, yeah, the opioid crisis is surging in black urban communities and now black Americans now more likely uh, to, d- for dying of drug overdoses than whites. 
So it's like, you know, the, the, the disparity has has returned for that. Also, in the 80s, the crack epidemic. I'm like, the, the only reason we, we think of that, it's so bizarre to think of drugs as being related to along racial lines. I'm like, they're just not. Like, I, I, I smoked plenty of crack. I know plenty of white people smoke crack. We just didn't get arrested and, and weren't as heavily policed in the, in, in, mm-hmm. in the same way as, as black people were in the city. So it seems like, oh, this was a black problem in an urban setting. I'm like, dude, people smoke crack everywhere. Like, crack was great. Like a lot of people smoked who couldn't afford cocaine, especially. But like, you know, it was crack is a drug that that certainly got out there. Just the the punitive nature of it, which always falls, of course, more along the disparities. But there's just a lot of nuance. And like, you know, again, I I would want to speak more, go more going deeper into it to think about a little more than just kind of off the cuff here. But just this first part of it is like, that's where I would say, Dave, that's what a good comedian should be doing. Like if you're going to write material right. and put it out there into the world, it's like get go a few layers deeper. Like let, let's not just get the low right. hanging fruit here. That doesn't even add up. Yeah. Doing comedy or or even watching comedy. I, I It's such a on, on a smaller scale pet peeve of like when a stand up is like, have you heard about like, I don't know, like birds having a cloaca or something or like something <laughs> where they're like not sure about a. A fact, but they're like trying to like find jokes out of like not knowing something, and it's so hard. Uh, and I don't know that many things, but like if it's a thing I know, mm-hmm. to not want to be like, actually, your joke doesn't work because if you just knew the thing, you could have easily Googled, uh, <laughs> then it doesn't work. Um, and so, like, that's my like thing that I'm constantly trying to avoid. I don't uh-huh. know how successfully, but like try not to write a joke that's like you could google it and find the answer. Uh and that's then a it great ruins rule. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very actually you know, and I think I think the fact that you're even aware of that. I'm sure you're you, and I've I've seen your your you know, your sets like you're you're very very funny and I think thoughtful in that way. I think it's very easy to just be like and if you're banging around, you're trying something new out, fine. Like, you know, there's always room sure, yeah. for that. But I'm like, yeah, when the whole joke rests on, like, someone from the back could just be like, yeah, they don't, like, that's not how couches are sold or whatever, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, the hell yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. is. It's like, yeah, that, that just falls apart. So I'm like, yes, not doing the, re- at this point, taking that big payday from Netflix and doing the thing where you're like, you're going to get the goddamn Mark Twain award. You're going to do the whole, you know, right. you're, you're na- having the high school named after you or whatever the fuck is, is, is performance yeah. high school. Like, and, and- yeah, and and not like comedy has to be a research paper or anything, but it yeah, it's just if you're accepting uh, a Mark Twain award, if you're gonna do the <laughs> like, I think Chappelle thinks of himself as the voice of a generation at this point. Not all comedy yeah. does. Some could be goofy. Yeah, I love goofy shit. It doesn't yeah. all have to be that. But if you're gonna talk uh-huh. about something real and and act like I'm a, I'm some sort of f- a philosopher, a comedian, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the I'm the I'm the which at when he was at his best, I would say in his youth, he, you know, he had elements of that speaking to. to you know, certain issues. But I think now it's just like, yo, man, you're just, you are kind of just phoning this in and getting by on, on your, you know, stage presence, which is honed and, and is a veteran right. at this point. But just the, the, the suck jobs, I think for kind of these, the mediocrity, especially from like just being that rich, it's just kind of like, I don't yeah. know what the hell you and, have left to prove, but. And just like doubling down on like when people have like called you out or something and instead of being yes. like, oh, maybe I have more to learn. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be like a rinse and repeat that goes on now, too. It's like, oh, we, we know the spaces where we can go to like on a podcast or to do whatever and say, uh, you know, oh, people. It's just all straw. Man. It's all like you're just talking to an imaginary Twitter account. You're talking like a single Twitter account that you have in your mind where you're always, <laughs> you know, complaining about whatever. And you're like, yeah, some of it's just feedback. Like and you've mm-hmm. got the biggest fucking platform, man. So that's the bully. That's now you're you're just bullying at this point when you when you're like, I have the I can go on Rogan and do the thing. I can go. 
on any late night talk show. I could do whatever where it's like at some point, like if you actually wanted to debate people or have like even like a, you know, roasty kind of back and forth with another comedian. I'm like, I think at this point he couldn't even handle that. Like, I think he's, he's good <laughs> in his spaces where he can like, you know, I, I, just thinking of a lot of this, the stuff I've listened to him do. It's like I think he's putting himself on pedestal where I'm like, you haven't done anything in a while to really even. But that's mm. me. That's just me with. Uh, with yeah. Oh, who knows? man. Yeah. Well, it, um, it really was just it, it was a great like one two to like have you play that clip and then immediately have like three articles. <laughs> to yeah. Show yeah. No, I did. I wrong. did a little iMovie thing. I said it. Yeah. Up. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and thank you for reading them because then I set it up. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> I fucking read, read the one. goddamn things. Uh, beautiful. Thank you for the assist on that for sure. Um, it was a great visual element. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I, I mean, that's just it. And I feel like I said before, I, I don't, you know, I, I love for people to try things and everything like that. But I'm just like at a certain point, I think you just want to be better when there is so much to unpack here that it's like, just mm-hmm. just do a, little, do a little work and find find what's funny about it. And it's definitely not just taking a shit and watching it roll downhill that that's not yeah that fun. like y- you can start there I, I liked what you said about like oh it's like the first joke whatever of like i'm not opposed to hearing that first part if you then mm-hmm. get somewhere different i guess but yes. yeah it sounds yeah. like you stay in that first part no he stayed he stayed um <laughs> well uh <clears throat> pardon uh you uh you mentioned your 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 dog um this is a, mm-hmm. a terrible segue. You mentioned your dog twenty minutes ago. Uh, that was my segue into this next <laughs> into this next segment. Uh-huh. Uh, because this is uh, now. I also should have asked you that this. I don't know if this will be disturbing to you or not. But this is a it's a PSA. We were you know I'm a child of the '80s. I grew up '80s and early '90s. I feel like were the heyday for for uh, for anti drug PSAs. There's so many outrageous, ridiculous, fun ones out there that I've been compiling. Uh, just to we can kind of you know uh, take a look at them and see dust them off, see what we think how they hold up. Uh, and, uh, you know, Is my this... understanding to growing up in the eighties for PSAs was, uh-huh. uh, was, uh, propaganda stigma and ALF. Losers are users. <laughs> so don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. Ah! Ah! That's what I thought. <laughs> Turns out, Alex, they're actually public service announcements. Uh, uh, and yeah. So the thing is with this one in particular, I, I, I was trying to give some sort of content warning there. Uh, it's an animal based one. But it's it's you know we're gonna immediately uh, explain why it's terrible and it just is what it is. But there is a, there there is a a rat in a cage situation here uh, for this one, and, and oh, you'll okay. see, yeah, you'll see what I mean. Um, if you don't want to watch, you can certainly turn away, but you'll get the gist of it. Only one drug is so addictive. Nine out of ten laboratory rats will use it and use it and use it until dead. So, uh, for the listeners there, that was a. Uh, oh, I mean, man. You, could, you you might have thought it was a, a cougar or a panther or something at the end because it was like a big growl on the last, like the death growl. There was a weird like rawr. Uh, <laughs> but for the listeners, that was in fact just a, a lab rat uh, in a cage. That sounds like a terrible day on set. Like if, it, especially <laughs> if it were the eighties, did oh, they God, just like <laughs> they just kill a rat? Oh, sorry, that <laughs> was a re- yes, that's thing. right. It was also a real. That was a very real rat. Yes, probably few. Probably no. took them a few oh, to get the shot. Man. Yeah, that um, sucks. <laughs> that sucks. No, it definitely sucks. Yeah. Um, 
So what's funny about this one in terms of like how this <laughs> holds up, yeah, let's make this funny, uh, is that like, you know, you think about this, the, 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 uh, the limitations in what this experiment is. So rats are very social creatures, you know, very, very much love to be, love families, love, you know, they spend time with each other for most of their lives and they like to intermingle with other rats. Like they're, you know, they're, they're social. So you take a rat into isolation, you have one rat, you don't give them any fucking food. You're just pumping them full of cocaine. I'm like, who wouldn't? Like, it, like who? W- wow. what is the point of that? You'd be like, so yeah, I think people would likely do the same. Like, I don't, to, to prove the addictive nature of a drug even, that's like a faulty mm-hmm. experiment from the start. You would just be like, well, yeah. you're going to take them out of their, like, it's already bad enough. Like, But I get with medicines and stuff that that doesn't matter if you're just trying to be like, well, we're pumping them full of this thing or that thing or we're putting you know eyeliner on them to make sure (laughs) whatever experiments (laughs) you're doing uh that doesn't require like their social there's no other psychology behind it other than just like the medicine in this case i'm like you're just isolating them and putting them you know pumping them full of cocaine like what so of course that's what they'll do also i don't know if this is the thought i would have had as a kid but maybe as a teenager but i would have just been like well i'm bigger than that rat I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? Like just a pellet, just some pellets of cocaine. All the, yeah, I'm, I can handle pellets of coke. No, it's true. It yeah. is true. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there's there's um, layers to this to this being one one as being like just getting, you know, addiction just out of the gates like just wrong on so many levels and how different it is for everyone and it's a lot about material conditions and your circumstances and everything else. Uh, and there are some things that are just substances that are physically addictive for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. cocaine is also notoriously like not necessarily one of them. Like he says, like the most or the, the biggest um, addictive, however he starts it off. Like there's one, there's one drug that's so addicting. I'm also just like, well, I don't know. Oh even, yeah. Like that's not like, I was like, bro, you never gone through fucking heroin withdrawals. It doesn't sound like that. That rat, <laughs> ain't, seen, that rat ain't been through shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, come back with the heroin rat piece. That's right. Yeah, the heroin rat's got some stories for you, my man. Oh uh, boy. Yeah, so I feel like that's like. Also, I'm I'm pretty sure now. I'm gonna you know uh, it, it, it do the thing I was just talking about where I not totally know exactly, but I uh, Yo um Johan Hari is a I remember did a, 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 a talks about this experiment after this that they like. There's another rat experiment that someone did specifically with drugs and with community so it was like a rat city this guy built and he like basically was like yeah uh so this is like years after this one because this is also an old this was an old experiment i think done from the 60s or 70s or something wait that was an experiment that they just like like uh recreated for the for the psa PSA? that's right no this was a real experiment that was done like to be like what is the addictive properties of cocaine got it okay okay uh, I mean, there's weird fuckers in labs doing all sorts of experiments <laughs> on shit. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, okay, this was and then, one. So I, later on, someone did Rat City. Someone which kind is of, a I great think. Great band name. Rat City. Uh, yes, <laughs> an incredible rat name. Uh, yes, a proto punk band, Rat City. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they they did like a, a bigger version where they're like, we're going to let the families be together. We're going to let rats do socially what they would do in a, in a subway tunnel to be together and have actually exercise stuff for them, have food and stuff. And it, remarkably, and again, there's people who uh, there were you know critics of this study as well. Nothing is like perfect, but what's interesting about that one is they didn't do. They sometimes used the drugs, sometimes they didn't. Some of them did, most of them d- didn't. There wasn't this sort of destructive like behavior and stuff. So it's this idea where if you create scarcity, like this uh-huh. this experiment actually does work on some level. I would say that maps to humans, which is if you 
have people in isolation. You have scarcity, like you know, you're you're hoarding resources from them. You're putting them in, you know, a, a trauma, all this shit. If you're putting that in there, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, people are gonna use a lot of drugs. I think that's we don't need me- we don't need more experiments yeah. to say that. I think we've if seen that in real like, life. Yeah, if you're holding a rat or a person, and like the only way they can feel good is with this drug you've put in front of them, then mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's no the- other way to like, yeah, yeah. I'd kind of question okay. an animal's like emotional intelligence if they didn't just you know eat, eat cocaine until <laughs> right. their heart exploded like in that situation right they're like ah, oh, well i saw that psa of, yep. uh, with the rat so i probably yep. shouldn't as a rat myself <laughs> just gonna go stare at my droppings and enjoy the rest of the day yeah no i mean it's it's uh it's been disproven on that level i think too where that experiment does map even more to just be like yeah if we're if we are social creatures and we we you know we're looking for 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 love and for not being in isolation and like whatever that means to us, like purpose and stuff that isn't just being ground through the fucking gears of consumerism, wage, you know, capitalism and all that. If we're not getting ground up in that in a, in a cage, it's like, I think, I think the same would hold true for people. I think experimentation mm-hmm. and enjoying drugs. Yes. But I believe that with like that less trauma and less your material conditions being mm-hmm. better, we'd see far less of the like very harmful drug use. I think that's like not a, Hot take at all. Yeah. I think that's pretty pretty straightforward. I'm also interested in um, Rat City. So you said the, the rats would use it sometimes. Like, was that rats doing uh, drugs recreationally? Is that yes. what happened? Yes. That's so because cool. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I think it went to that level where it's like, oh, they, they'll use it sometimes. But just not like it almost like, yeah, a little party. You know, after after yeah. you know a nice long week of like out around the city wow. doing their thing on the wheels. They had a place to exercise. Like plenty of food, water, their family, they're really cool. raising kids. Yeah, no, it is funny to be like they wow. were responsibly being able to, to use <laughs> they it. They were just like, ah, I could unwind. I yeah. earned a Let little bit to, of yeah. fun time. <laughs> Let's have some fun. We'll put on a record. We'll boogie a little wow. bit. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, awesome. uh, that's sensible. Re- recreational drug use from rats. That's a more far more interesting. We should shoot that, that PSA. That is interesting. With like That'd not be great. not real rats, I guess. Yeah, but. no, I I will find human actors. Uh, human to play actors playing rats in Rat City. Ooh, <laughs> yes, we got to get that yeah. script floating around. <laughs> who will Who will sign on to Rat City? Um, I mean, I'd put myself in that experiment. To be fair, anyone who wants to join me, I, I would start with myself. Um, I think mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's a that sounds like a fun a fun thing to do. I'll um, come live well, in Rat City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. We built Rat City on. Coke and, <laughs> and Coke. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's our PSA for uh, for this week. We uh, you know we we learned a little bit about uh, about the prince, the former prince, the duke. He's not even the prince. Who Harry? Yeah, he's the second. Whatever second. However, they did he did he used to be a duke? Is he, he still a, a duke? Is that how it works? A prince and there one's a prince and one's a duke. Some too many I fucking think people they're like both duke. Like one of them was like the Duke of Cambridge, and then the other one was like the Duke of. Sussex. You're right. Oh, they're double dukes. But then when the dot when when the queen dies, then father P- prince daddy becomes king. Yeah. First uh, daddy son becomes du- uh, yeah duke prince and and duke gets a Netflix. <laughs> I think those deal. are the official. The yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's how. I mean, that's the royal. I mean, this you know, it's complicated, but it's complicated. It's, it's weird to think that yeah, Prince Harry is just living somewhere along the west coast with us. He's yes, that's he just, is. That's just where he is. Yo, it's yeah, it's, it's you, me, and Harry. It's that big West it's Coast, but you, we're all one Harry. out here. I love it. That's you, the sequel to You, Me, and Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, me, and Harry. Yes. 
Oh, bless. Well, listen, Alex, I want to get to know a little bit more about you, and I think the listeners do. So it's about time uh, for the glasses to come out, and we're going to take a step inside the user studio. We end our podcast session with a weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is... Alex Songshaw, what is your favorite drug? Oh, I'm a big shroom guy. Ooh, yes, shroom yes. Guy. Teetering over the princess, the duke's shoulders, whispering <laughs> about mushrooms. We're Absolutely. all big mushrooms. Yes, sure. Yeah. Had some uh, great trips, had some bad trips, but uh, I, I, love, I love a good shroom reset. Sure. I'm, I could not agree more. Love them, love them. They got me through lots of times. Uh, what is your least favorite drug? Um, I don't know if I have one specific one that's my least favorite. I think my least favorite drug experience is uh, when I've entered into it, um, not willing to tell people I'm on drugs. Oh, uh, yes, And then course. I'm like holding on to dear life, trying <laughs> to be like normal. And then I have a very bad time. That's right. Yes. If if you don't <laughs> if you don't out yourself before the the switch is flipped, uh-huh. then the, yeah, then then all of a sudden, yeah, you're running too many uh-huh. scenarios. The, the paranoia kicks in. You must let people. Yeah, I agree. I've I've been there as well. I've been there. Uh, I get very quiet, which is an immediate mm-hmm. tell. But I, I see. I go inward. I often go inward mm-hmm. when I when I get in those mm-hmm. situations. Same same here. Uh, what uh, what age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence of of anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably uh, like 16 or 17. I felt late to the party. Yes. Maybe like junior year of high school, just like oh. drinking. Sure. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, this is generation. I found myself, I thought maybe early. It's hard. It's all, it's all relative to be early or late because I know a lot of people didn't until till they were, uh, you know, of, of age of 18. So I think junior year sounds like the perfect time. To <laughs> I guess it's like similar to like, yeah, when you talk about like, uh, the first kiss or or uh, sex or whatever of like there's always a measuring stick but it's all kind of made up. That's truth. Yes, I guess. yes. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's the measuring stick tends to to stretch and move in different directions depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. It's a wiggly stick. One of those. It's a little wiggly measures. <laughs> it's a little wiggler. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and what celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Ooh. Uh... Was Philip Seymour Hoffman? That was yes, one. Um, yes. Yeah, I remember like being in an acting class at Atlantic Acting School in New York when that happened. Which I think he had either uh, he he'd like been involved at Atlantic in some capacity. I think. Oh my. Um, and then also, I I don't know if this one was drug or not, but uh, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, yes. That one was yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, a Lust for Life from Anthony Bourdain. I, I don't know what happened there either. It was autoerotic asphyxia was what I thought, but I could be absolutely it, wrong. It seemed like it's weird because it is also a thing I could look up, and yet I don't think I will after we record this. But it, it seemed like it might have been like a, an ending his own life kind of thing also. Sure, sure, yes. No, <laughs> I, I, I've, uh, I'll tell you, I've looked up how people have died too many times on Wikipedia <laughs> to then forget. I'm like, well, I'm... I'll have a flash where I'll go, you know, I've looked this up five times now, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> Just 
Yeah, those oh, are two, those are two big ones, uh, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, what is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Oh, uh, I was thinking about this when I listened to a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not one I actually say, but I love uh, the ganj. Oh, I think that's very yes. Fun. The ganj <laughs> is very fun. You should say. It's tough. Okay, you must commit. You must commit to it. There's a confidence yeah, yeah. that goes along with it. If you mutter it, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Uh, I'm all like, uh, hey, anyone want to partake in the ganj? The ganj? Like, what was that? You're like, no, nothing. no, I'm not. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, what, is, uh, what drug would you like to deal for a living? Oh, interesting. Uh, the first thought that came to mind was Adderall. Uh, mm. I, d- I don't have uh it, it's a it's it's something that um uh a couple friends have recently gifted to me uh like different forms of adderall or ritalin because i kept asking oh wonderful uh, in a shortage in the midst of a national shortage these are friends i heard there's a national these are Not, true friends those are good but friends i keep uh i have scarcity mindset around it right now where i i'm like well i gotta save it for something i really need it for so i haven't even tried any yet but I would love to um, uh, feel abundant about it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, just just, just fl- be having plenty to go around. That would be wonderful. <laughs> uh, what drug would you absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? Um, uh, anything in brick form. Ooh, I like that. I see. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Want, you don't want those cocaine bear customers coming. Just a, yeah, just a little. No bricks. Too 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 heavy. Too. <laughs> you don't have to carry around all these heavy ass bricks. Give me something like just Adderall pills. Just let me have a little little bottle of a bunch of Adderall. I can yeah. fling those around. You can lift those with a pinky. <laughs> uh, and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear Anthony Bourdain and or Philip Seymour Hoffman say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. Uh, first thought was just, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wonderful. In unison, <laughs> yeah. they both say it together at once yeah. to mm-hmm. greet you. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. Well, Alex, here are your drug users. <laughs> I love that response. It's a <laughs> That's very comforting. I really comforting. didn't know. It's oh, comforting. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I th- I think it would be comforting. Yes. I really didn't know how it would feel to be inside the user studio, but it was very whimsical and fun, and I learned a little bit about myself. Wonderful, thank you, thank you for <laughs> thank you for doing it. I never know how it's going to turn out in this user studio. I'm always you know I'm struggling. I'm trying to channel all sorts of things. Uh, you know I don't want to I don't want to straight up do uh, Will Ferrell's James Lipton. But I want to try to make my own, but I'm also like it's not channel. I'm not doing it. so. You know I just want I'm, I'm trying to it figure feels myself like your out. Own. It feels yeah, like your you. own. And and the glasses really, it, it was like you were everything, transformed. Everything. <laughs> if I tried to do without, I would be, I mean, I would be embarrassing myself, frankly. Uh, well, Alex, uh, if you have anything else you uh, you, you want to, uh, any parting words, any uh, any projects to plug, uh, social handles, whatever oh, you want, the floor, the floor okay. is yours. I guess uh, my social handles uh, are at Alex Songshaz, just my name. Um, and then a thought I had that I didn't uh, get to say inside the user studio was mm-hmm. that uh, the last time I did shrooms, I wrote down in my journal. Uh, well, actually, maybe I'll just read it word for word because I don't oh really remember. Yes. 
It's Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me get my glasses. Subjects. My goodness. We're <laughs> okay. back. We're back inside the studio. Okay, back inside the studio. Um, uh, sorry for the pause. Oh, okay. Uh, I wrote, I am a god slash I am just a kid on drugs. <laughs> I am a god slash I am just a kid on drugs. <laughs> I one so. and the same. That is the the, the the holy trinity coming together. It's all of the yes, the most powerful I've ever felt. Uh, yeah, is a kid on this is. I mean, that is truly no. That's that's poetic. That is that is <laughs> that is. I love the oh the you know what and a handwritten journal as well. That is uh, that's and a handwritten. Uh, there is, uh, yeah, there was another, it spiraled for a bit. At one point I just wrote, I exist, nice. So that's Nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I tend to tell people I love them. I have some notes. I wish I carried around a journal because, you know, the notes in the, in, the, in the phone there aren't as, they're not as, they don't feel like you're really getting, there's always a disconnect. Whatever, whatever is at your fingertips is, is Yes, great, let it flow, let it flow. Yeah, you just got to see what moves you. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, you know, if you ever do get into the uh, into that chocolate that you have there uh, on the on the butter mm-hmm. dish, uh, in the butter <laughs> butter bin, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> you know, just you hear someone over your shoulder, help yourself, help yourself. You'll uh-huh, know. Uh-huh, okay. And uh, and I appreciate uh, you, journey. I might be God. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> it's time. <clears throat> uh, well, listen, Alex, I uh, you are such a uh, a funny, uh, delightful performer to watch. You're one of the people that I do miss. I used to just you know, take for granted that I get to see just around at different, uh, you know, Brooklyn spots and UCB and everything else. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to uh, that you joined me. Uh, and it's so nice to hear from you again. Yeah, it was so nice getting to see you and chat with you. Right, yeah, I well, hope we get to do it again soon. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been your Weekly Dose. Hey, America, there's no use sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is Self-Medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the Self-Medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top-shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.